Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. It is my tremendous privilege this week to welcome back to Talk Nation Radio, Dennis Kucinich. He has been mayor of Cleveland, Ohio State Senator, eight-term member of the U.S. Congress, two-time presidential candidate, and I'm tempted to say, despite all of that, a consistent principled advocate for peace. Uh, you can find him at kucinich.com and at facebook.com slash Dennis Kucinich. Dennis, welcome back to Talk Nation Radio. David, thank you, and thank you for that uh, very kind introduction. It's, uh, it's important that we speak at this moment because uh, our, our nation and the world is in peril. Let's, there, there are so many wars and so many crimes and so much militarization. Let's, let's start with Syria. What is your view of, of what's happening there? Uh, the United States, uh, under the Trump administration, has launched uh, an illegal, unconstitutional attack on Syria, even without the permission of Congress. President Trump's state uh, sending troops to Syria is problematic. There's no authorization for that. The uh, Congress has to authorize the movement of the country from a condition of peace to a condition of war. Article 1, Section 8 makes that abundantly clear. A series of presidents have uh, basically ignored the Constitution and done pretty much as they please, uh, with the only uh, speed bump being the War Powers Resolution, which may in itself be unconstitutional, but the fact of the matter is the president proceeded without congressional approval. Uh, we're in Syria right now. And not only are we in Syria with respect to the appearance of military, but we've been in Syria for quite a few years uh, through the Central Intelligence Agency uh, manipulating uh, behind the scenes to uh, oust the current government. Yeah, so, it, it seems to me, Dennis, that when Barack Obama was president, the United States was sending weapons to Syria, sending troops to Syria, dropping bombs from airplanes and drones on Syria. Uh, all of that's been going on for some years, hasn't it? It has, and, and funding so-called moderates who, when they're unmasked, turned out to be uh, variations of al-Qaeda, al-Nusra, and ISIS. So one has to ask uh, what the ultimate game has been in Syria of the uh, Washington defense contractor establishment, and it certainly isn't the stabilization of the government. It certainly isn't the civil and human rights of the Syrian people. It's about something else, and it's about regime change and about uh, a continuation of the disastrous policies which have taken America uh, to uh, into the Middle East and has resulted in the slaughter of over a million people. I'm, I'm a huge fan of anything that will wake people up, make people pay attention, get people active, but I find it really curious that the use of chemical weapons, whoever uses them, is treated as somehow dramatically worse than the use of bombs or missiles or napalm or depleted uranium or cluster bombs. Uh, is, is there something worse about the use of chemical weapons, and does it justify the escalated use of all kinds of other weapons if it, if it happens? Well, you, you raise a, uh, uh, an important philosophical question, and that is, is it only the way people are killed that's objectionable, or is it objectionable that people are killed in a war that, uh, that's based on lives? Certainly the gas attack in Idlib was horrible, as was the gas attack in Gotha in 2013 and other gas attacks in Syria that preceded that. Uh, but uh, the 
uh, a couple of things need to be kept in mind. Number one, uh, in, in the last month, the United States has been bombing uh, areas uh, in Syria and in Iraq, which has resulted in the death of over 1,000 civilians. Uh, those civilians' uh, claims on life were just as valid as those who were victimized in the attack on Ghost um, and, and, and Idlib. Uh, so the, the problem is, is the war itself. Now, the, let's go a little bit deeper. The one, the one huge concern that I have about, about this entire matter is the rush to judgment uh, uh, and the conclusory uh, action taken without any even interest in gathering evidence. To me, that smacks of an agenda. It doesn't really talk about, you know, relate to trying to protect people. It's like uh, one of those off-the-shelf uh, uh, action that's very similar to how we got into Iraq. Uh, somebody had something ready to go, didn't have anything to do with Iraq, but uh, a policy that blamed Iraq and then proceeded to annihilate Iraq. I'm very concerned, David, that, uh, that the United States, uh, big-hearted people are getting suckered into a, a, um, a larger war based on uh, manufactured consent from, uh, uh, that comes only from a lack of evidence and a lack of interest in getting any evidence. Yeah, I've I've appreciated your work over the years, uh, Dennis Kucinich, of of course, in in exposing the lack of evidence before the invasion of Iraq in two thousand three, and and numerous other uh, false cases for war. But I, I want to get clear: would there be anything legal or moral or practical about the United States bombing Syria now, even if there were evidence and it were made public and it were presented to Congress? No. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, under the UN Charter, Article 51, no nation has a right to wage aggressive war against another nation. And if there is a, uh, a, a, a attack of it, uh, against uh, people of a nation, uh, and the government of that nation doesn't want to do anything about it or is instrumental in it, that's an issue for the UN Security Council. And no nation has a right to act uh, alone. Yeah. Unilateralism, preemption, first strike doctrine, which America has, uh, has, basic, has embraced, uh, particularly after 9-11, puts, uh, puts us in enduring danger because uh, we are creating more enemies around the world by the shoot first, ask questions later approach. And uh, there, as you point out, there is no justification uh, under international law or even moral law for the United States to uh, come to come forward and decide to uh, uh, arbitrarily bomb Syria, uh, even, uh, you know, and, and the other point is, what we don't know is the extent to which the Trump administration is being played by forces within um, the defense establishment. Uh, and I, I want to cite something for a minute, uh, David, I, and then I want to go back to you for a question. Sure. I, I'd like your listeners to uh, remember that in October of 2016, the Obama administration sent Secretary John Kerry to meet with uh, Foreign Minister uh, Lavrov of Russia to come up with an agreement in, um, uh, o- uh, over a ceasefire in Syria. And they came to an agreement. 
the Pentagon and the um, uh, and the C- and the CIA uh, bitterly complained publicly through their you know ever present sources uh, that they didn't want to engage in cooperation militarily or intelligence sharing with Russia. A few days later. Even after an agreement was reached between Russia and the United States, a Syrian army barracks was bombed. A hundred Syrian soldiers were killed. That ended the this very brief agreement yeah. between Russia and the United States that could have put us on a path to peace in a region. Now, if President Ob- Obama was totally engaged and wasn't on his way out the door, he should have he should have dismissed the head of the CIA and the Secretary of Defense because they obviously. We're trying to sabotage the uh, the agreement that would have uh, been a first step towards peace. So we have to be aware uh, that uh, that the Trump administration uh, could very well be at the mercy of these uh, forces uh, inside the uh, state, because the the fact of the matter is he doesn't have the experience uh, in dealing with these elements. He does not have any clue as to uh, as to the games that can be played. And uh, he, he himself could be easily manipulated by, by these elements into uh, military action. Yeah. I, I don't think there is any excuse, however, for Obama's failing to act, as you suggest, or for Trump's failing uh, to act in that manner now. Um, I, and what do you make of this attitude among most members of Congress, most employees of the corporate media, most uh, powerful people in Washington, D.C., and the Democratic and Republican parties, that important people swear they have evidence and we should just trust them. Yeah, right. Uh, we were there in uh, Iraq. Uh, we've been there in Libya. Uh, it's illegal. There's a, there's a real possibility of a false flag. The Russia judgment uh, suggests that uh, there was premeditation here. Uh, the fact uh, that, that the CIA has been in Syria for years always raises the question of manipulation. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, Washington's interested in proxy wars, so Syria ends up being a a stage for uh, a battle with uh, Iran and Russia and maybe China at this point. This, this is insanity. And, you know, what I say to those who, who uh, in Washington uh, in 2017, is the same thing I said to those in Washington in 2002, uh, wake up, look at the facts, uh, don't rush to judgment, don't get us into a war, don't uh, kill innocent people, don't put our troops at risk, uh, do uh, keep your responsibility uh, first and foremost, to the United States, uh, uh, w- without uh, getting us into foreign intrigues and and wars uh, that are based on lies. So, you know, David, in two th- in, in in October 2002, I did a a very deep analysis of the situation with respect to Iraq, and and saw there was no proof whatsoever to take us into war against Iraq. Uh, and I shared that that information in a document with the um, members of Congress. The document can still be researched on October uh, 2nd, 2002, uh, Kassunich analysis of the war in Iraq. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you know what? I mean, here we are, 15 years later. We're still doing the same thing. It's, it, it's like, it, it's like uh, Groundhog's Day with respect to war. Yeah. We keep going back to war based on lies, to foreign interventions that are, that are willful and, and self-defeating. And, uh, you know, we, we the people have to respond. This calls for a national mobilization, people, for, for us to go back to the streets, to, to go to congressional offices, 
and to say we are not going to be tricked again into another war or we're not going to be forced into another war. If, in fact, there was some kind of gas attack that the government was responsible for, that's a matter for international investigation and for The Hague. Uh, it, is not a, it is not for the United States of America or any president of the United States of America to play prosecutor, judge, jury, executioner, uh, on, uh, and, and as part of uh, a position of world uh, uh, imperialism or dominance. We, we really have to get out of that because otherwise we're looking, we're, we'll destroy this country and the world itself is at jeopardy. I think so. It seems like to me, as far as Groundhog Day repetitions, the closest repetition here in history is 2013, in which the Obama administration or members of the establishment attempting to play the Obama administration made a very similar case and said, here's a chemical attack. We swear we knew who know who did it. You'll have to trust us. But there wasn't the same immediate rush to action. There was a delay and Congress members, as now, were in their districts and they started hearing from people at town hall meetings and getting more phone calls and emails than ever before, and the parliament in the United Kingdom opposed a war for the first time ever, and and, and uh, President Obama, be largely because of public pressure, backed off. Here you have a repetition, and 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 we've never seen any evidence, uh, you know, over the past three years. Here you have a repetition, but this this greater pretense of urgency. Let's act before anybody is able to uh, investigate the facts or the lack thereof. How do we? How do we stop that, and, and what, how do you compare these two incidents, 2013 and, and now? Well, well, let's look at, um, uh, at 2013. I've got a book uh, that I'm looking at right now called Inside Syria, uh, and it's by Reese Ehrlich, E-R-L-I-C-H. He's been on this show. Well, Reese, uh, uh, in, in his investigation and in his research on the gas attack, uh, points out, and I'm going to quote directly from his book. Uh, he talks about you, uh, you know. He says he talks about the claims that were made, and then he says, on the other hand, if UN Inspector Selstrom, as well as professors from MIT and Tesla Lab, are correct on the rocket trajectory, the rockets were fired from areas very near to or under rebel control. So he raises the point in his book uh, that uh, it's just as possible. That the uh, that the opposition to the Assad government, which includes Al Qaeda, Al Nusra, ISIS uh, fighters from over 90 countries, that they in fact could have uh, initiated the gas attack, uh, and that the fact that there is uh, there's been no investigation, we we you know we cannot conclude exactly what's happened. Uh, you know, I've seen photos, and I don't know if it's true or not, of, of uh, so-called white helmet uh, groups without any protective equipment handling uh, alleged Saren victims. I mean, if that happened, uh, the, um, uh, the, the rescuers would find themselves imperiled as uh, as the people they're trying to rescue. Right. Because sarin is absorbed through the skin. So there's there's some tells here that have to be looked at, and and it's much more difficult to be able to come to a conclusion based on pictures 
than it is to send a team of investigators to the site and gather information and, sam- and tissue samples and, and really do the forensics. But because that hasn't been done, because it's been deliberately ignored, one has to wonder if we're being played here. One has to wonder if this is, in fact, a false flag. One has to wonder if uh, the Trump administration is being manipulated into uh, launching missile strikes against Syria based on these heartbreaking photos of, of dead children uh, and that uh, we don't know what the facts are. But, yeah. we're, but the response is that, well, you know, uh, Assad has to go. Well, that sounds like an agenda uh, without when you don't have facts. Uh, available. Yeah, a long-standing agenda that's predated this this incident. Uh, I, I, I wonder what you make of the attacks in the U.S. media and the U.S. Congress on people who talk the way we're talking on this program. I, I mean, isn't it, in a, in a rational world, isn't it possible to oppose bombing Syria and not think that any of the parties involved in the war are saints and not be an advocate for some other side of a war? Uh, you know, well, how- there's, not, there's, not any, there's not anyone in the picture who's eligible for canonization. Uh, but we have to remember that uh, there are so many different groups and so many different agendas uh, you have Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Qatar, uh, the United States and the UK have all been involved in various ways in supporting the effort to, uh, uh, covert and overt effort to oust the Assad uh, government. Um, and it, it was, what I find very interesting is that people raise questions that people who challenge uh, the uh, illegal use of U.S. force against another country uh, are, are being uh, attacked. Uh, let's talk about uh, Representative Tulsi Gabbard, who, uh, full disclosure, I, I joined her in a trip to Syria a few months ago on a fact-finding mission to determine actually what was happening on the ground and to meet with all sides and get opinions from everybody who's inside Syria in the various places we were at. So uh, yesterday, uh, Representative Gabbard met with uh, 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 full-throated criticism from former DNC chair, presidential candidate Howard Dean, and also the uh, the head of the Center for American Progress. Uh, you know, one uh, I, I think that one needs to ask some serious questions here. Why is why is Tulsi Gabbard being attacked? For, for simply asking questions, for for raising the possibility that uh, that this uh, that there's no proof of this attack. I mean, it's you know, just saying it doesn't make it so. Uh, the fact that there's no scientific evidence of what happened is a problem. The fact that no one asked to go or demanded that that we go to Syria to get the details. The fact that no one asked the Syrian government for entry to be able to get the physical evidence. That's a problem. And so. Chelsea Gabbard raises these points, and she's attacked by Howard Dean, by the Center for American Progress, um, almost an oxymoronic name at this point. And and we have to ask what the motive is, what's really going on here. Yeah. Why are the people who are waging war illegally being celebrated, and those who uh, uh, raise questions and say, hey, wait a minute, what's really going on here are being... Um, subject to uh, harsh criticism. 
I think all of us focused on Syria because of Donald Trump's actions could be accused of going along with a diversion of attention from numerous other wars, including Yemen, where millions are facing starvation as a result of a U.S.-Saudi war. On the other hand, Syria is somewhat special here in that there is an increased risk of a confrontation between the two big nuclear governments, is there not? Well, President Medvedev of Russia has already made it clear that it, that we're on a path towards uh, conflict and and potential combat. I mean, you know, Russians are not to be trifled with. Uh, you know, while the U.S. spends ten times the amount on the military that than the Russians do, uh, uh, Russians have a military base in Syria, Tartus, and they uh, have an abiding interest in not letting. Uh, uh, Syria become a, a, a platform in the Middle East to attack uh, Russian uh, uh, business activities in oil and gas. Uh, I'm not a spokesperson uh, for that government or any government, uh, but I have to say that the effort of the United States to dislodge Russia from that area is is uh, is dangerous because. Uh, you know, we have military bases, 800 military bases around the country. We're in 130 different countries, at least. And and who are we to start telling other nations that they can't have a, uh, any kind of a presence in another country if they're invited in? Uh, and so the showdown in Syria with Russia is a dangerous thing, as is the showdown with Iran and a potential showdown with China, which has been establishing ties with Syria. Uh, we could be at the threshold of a much wider war. Uh, all it takes is, uh, is an incident, a uh, miscalculation, some kind of an error, a misreading of a cue, and we could find ourselves in, in the middle of a, uh, of, of, of a, a Cuban Missile Crisis uh, a level of danger. Uh, we, you know, this current administration doesn't really have the diplomatic talent available to tell us which way to go. Uh, the head of the their UN representative is already rattling the saber. Uh, the uh, Secretary of State, who is supposed to have business ties with Russia, is making intemperate remarks. Uh, the, 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 the president seems to be bandied about by the uh, by powerful uh, winds in Washington. We're in a dangerous situation. You've got a Congress that uh, that is weak, except for a few uh, hawks who want not only to plus up the military budget, but want to use everything that it has. Yeah. How much do you think this is the result, this this shift in Trump's position and actions is the result of all the Russian demonization madness that has been coming out of the, the permanent establishment and the Democratic Party? You know, that that's important. It's important that we discussed uh, the demonization of Russia. And I think what the demonization of Russia does is it um, it legitimates the escalating further escalating tensions with Russia and um, and sets the stage for a um, showdown with Russia over over what um, we we uh, you know I've I've said this before I'll say it again Russia didn't tilt the election. Uh, Director Comey of the FBI did immeasurable effects in, in the in this key state from the revelation of new emails 
Democrats don't want to talk about that because they'd rather rely on a fiction that somehow the Russians did it. Uh, and they don't want to uh, go back to the fact that any mention of Secretary Clinton's emails raises further questions about her um, credibility. Uh, but in fact, uh, there was nothing uh, discovered that, uh, that uh, at, at least that we know of, that should have resulted in criminal prosecution. And she was entitled to due process of law, did not receive it. She was smeared by the FBI on the eve of the election. That had a measurable effect on the election. The Democrats don't want to address that because they prefer to misdirect to the FBI. And the Republicans don't want to get into Comey's role because then that raises questions about the nature of their victory in November. So we're in a situation where the reality of the attacks on Russia have put us in a position where, where we are um, uh, in, an, in, an, uh, uh, in a dialectic of conflict here, and it keeps escalating. It's very dangerous, and, and, it's, and it's based, once again, on, uh, on lies. You know, are there business connections with the Trump, the Trump people? Absolutely. It, it, but, you know, what, here again, you, you need some evidence of, uh, of direct manipulation in the election, and we haven't seen that. We've seen suppositions. We've seen charges. But no, you know, what's where's the where's the evidence again? Yeah, we've got just about two minutes left, uh, Dennis Kucinich. What should people be doing if they if they overcome the Russian obsession? Uh, what should people be engaged in in terms of pushing for alternative approaches to Syria and the world, and in terms of holding the U.S. government and uh, Donald Trump accountable? Well, Congress is out for the next uh, couple of weeks. And we need to organize a public response. Uh, for anyone who's listening, uh, part of that is to contact congressional offices and say, hey, back off. Don't, don't drag us into a wider war. And, you know, investigate. Even at this late point, even after more bombings have occurred, investigate this, these claims. You know, the, the bodies of people, there has to be some bodies that are accessible, and for autopsy purposes, tissue samples could be taken. Uh, you know, there's something that could be done to at least try to find out exactly what happened. But the incuriousness of the Washington establishment is pretty predictive of another agenda and the fact that it's quite possible they're lying about this. So we have to press Congress. We have to demand action. We don't want to ask them to vote on a uh, war resolution because right now uh, chances are, given the current state, who knows, maybe it could pass. Uh, we, we've got to, but the American people have to be activated here. And, and we have to read critically what's happening. Look, you know, I've had the experience through 16 years in Congress in being able to critically analyze uh, claims that the government has made and finding out time after time after time they're lying. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, unless, you know, and I've had to do this day in and day out uh, to check these things out. Uh, the average citizen getting bombarded from social media and mainstream media with claims and counterclaims, it's very tough to figure out what's going on. But if you do, it takes some time to do your own research, you'll see that some things just don't make sense. It doesn't make sense that uh, the Assad government, which was winning the war in Syria and turned the corner in Aleppo, which suddenly... Uh, uh, drop a gas attack 
uh, on on people in their own uh, you know in their own country, and that's the same argument over and over and again that could be made about what's happened there, and 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 the proof has not been brought forward in this incident in any satisfactory way, nor was it brought forward in the 2013 and 2011 attack, and there's always the possibility that. These are false flags that are being done to drag the United States to the broader conflict. We have to demand Congress uh, uh, start asking serious questions to put beating the drums of war. Very, very good point, Dennis Kucinich. Thank you very, very much for coming on Talk Nation Radio. Thanks, David. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.